This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer and I am excited once again to have in the studio, always a pleasure, the great Ryan Bailey. Hi, I Ryan. am so excited to be here again. This is my home away from home now, your podcast. It really is. I mean, you're- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry the, to you and your audience that this is now where I set up shop. You're in the stew more than I am, so- I love being in the stew. This I feel like I'm actually like a, like a recording artist, like Usher or something. Okay. <laughs> Are you doing what, what would your Super Bowl halftime show look like? I would literally pull out all the Bravo liberties. I would even get Erica Jane. I would let Sandoval come in. I would even have Ken start of like, did you know something? And then it would be fireworks. And then the halftime show would start. Wait, speaking of Kim Zolciak, did you see the news this week that she has finally filed? or responded or whatever the terminology is, she's like hit back in the divorce. <laughs> yeah. She said, well, she wants to stay in the house, even though so, the house is now up for sale. So the house was just listed a few days yeah. ago. Even the, the fucking saga of this house. It's like, it's gotta is, be more haunted than Kim and Kanye's place. At is this it point. foreclosed? Is it not foreclosed? Are we staying? Are we selling? Are we, you know, happily together in this house? Is it a, you know, haunted mansion of, of <laughs> yeah. despair? What do they do for Halloween this year? Do they just like, we're not putting up decorations because the vibe is just haunted at this point. Brielle! <laughs> Brielle, kids are there. Don't give them the full size candy bars this year. We oh, can't afford it. Oh, the, this little household is definitely on the fun size candy bars, but <laughs> So Kim filed or like responded to Croy's filing. And so she's requesting full custody of the kids. And then she's also requesting both temporary and permanent. I'm assuming this is like divorce terminology, temporary and permanent, both alimony and child support. What's funny is that Croy is also requesting alimony and child support. And the funny thing about alimony is it's like, one of you has to be making the money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either of them are making any money at this point. So where would the alimony come from? Right. Like, I understand child support. Whoever gets the custody is, you know, child support flows, you well, know, one direction or the other. But alimony, it's like the implication there is that one of them would be su- making money to support the other. And like, it's very like they're like pointing at each other. Does Croy have a, Croy has a retirement fund with the NFL, right? Like I think Is he does, how, but oh, I think they're like pension. Yeah, exactly. Pension. Does Bravo have a housewife's pension at all? <laughs> by, and by the way, if they don't, please do not. I bet Bethany Frankel is on the way. To be oh like, my God. Why wasn't Kim at her little Avengers dinner the other night? Jeez. Look, I don't think that Bravo does 401k matching for the on-screen talent. <laughs> what if they do, but no housewife ever takes it because they just want the money now? They're like, no, I need, I need the money now. That actually would be so funny if that was like, oh yeah, like we offer the 401k, but like no one's ever set it up. <laughs> we 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 match at times 0.5. We actually go above what you match. <laughs> Nobody ever takes it. Yeah. 
The only person that took it was like Raquel. Like she's the only smart one out of everybody. Okay, you're good. The artist far, formerly known as a lot of Raquel. giving her a lot of credit there. But the, this Kevin Croy thing, I just it's like, what is the end game here? You know, I hope the kids are doing you know shielded from this but it's like there's no way that they can be shielded from this i feel because their lives have been lived so much on tv they're selling the house for 6.1 million which i feel like a lot of us should just pitch in like if we just like wouldn't that be a great timeshare for bravo fans i know next to nothing about atlanta real estate but i have a feeling that they're not going to get that six million dollars for the house this is like the Selling Sunset episode I want to see, like a special episode of like unloading this house. I just can't imagine that they're being like really grounded and realistic about this house sale. Like I, it to me, it seems like a Sonia's townhouse kind of thing yeah. where she's had it on the market like on and off for years, <laughs> but the price is always like just high enough where it's like, girl, be for real. Because <laughs> I think at the end of the day, Sonia wants to keep that. Like she, she's almost, even if it's not subconscious, she wants to price it so nobody will ever buy it so she can always have it to some degree. Yeah, but also I think she just, in her, in her mind, it's like, this is what a prime piece of real estate. And Wait, then, where is that, by the way? Is that like... It's, on, it's in the Upper East Side. It's in the 60s. And probably most notably for, uh, you know, sales purposes, it is right next door to a parking garage. Like... <laughs> Perfect! That's amazing. Like, you know, like the townhouses, you know, it's like multiple buildings yeah. are like, you know, butt up against each other. It's like Sonia's townhouse, if you're looking at it from the street, on the right is like another townhouse. On the left is a parking garage. <laughs> So that's, I mean, I would imagine that some people who have the funds to be really discerning yeah. about their real estate maybe wouldn't love that. But no. also it just, it needs a lot of work. And I think that Sonia is probably always just kind of like a little bit pie in the sky enough where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, you're not going to drop the price enough where people are actually going to be. You just got me really excited though. Like I'm in New York. I could actually go walk to Sonia's townhouse right Oh, you right should. Now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's actually lovely. I mean, the weather, right? We have nice fall weather right yeah. now. Go go to Central Park, you know, go take a little walk around and then you can do a loop where you walk past the Regency, you walk past the Sonia's <laughs> townhouse. You can, you can find the address online, but I... Wait, can you... Is, is, is that why they always picked the Regency? It was like walkable from Sonia's townhouse? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's a very like... It's, you know, once you're in that space, yeah. it's, it's very tight-knit. But Sonia's townhouse, the one time I actually walked past it, it was like February and there were still Christmas decorations up. That's... <laughs> That's what you want to see. That is exactly the mm -hmm. kind of vibe you want if you walked by any of those places. Right. I, I like realized that I was in the neighborhood. And so I was like, we'll just pop on over. And I was like, of course, there's still a reef. <laughs> Love to see it. Um, I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from 
start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences. Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. So next week, we are going to have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills back Woo. in our lives. Um, they released the first seven minutes of the season premiere and it's such an interesting strategy to me when they do this, where it's like, oh, like you can watch the first six and a half, <laughs> like prime. Yeah, yeah minutes. they do that every week now, like for like Southern Charm and those shows. Like, watch the first seven minutes of. Right. I would love to. I would love to get a peek behind the curtain of what algorithm has determined that this gets people excited. But this seven minutes is a very like. It's interesting because when you watch the actual episode, they play the like season like super tease yeah. trailer first. At the beginning, yeah. So this is like the seven minutes after that. And so it starts not with any like big dramatic like teaser, not with any big like <laughs> rewind yeah. four months earlier, like somebody's yeah. whatever. It starts with just Dorit telling PK to put down the chips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, mate. I was just having a little <laughs> chip. I'm good. PK. PK. You have two bags. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this PK is still sneaking food. What a season. I love that. It's like, if we're going to have as many like Ozempic storylines as we're going to have, <laughs> we need like a PK can't put down the chips yes. storyline to match. I love like last season. It's like Rinna battling with the ladies. And this season it's PK battling with cholesterol. Like, <laughs> But that's, it's relatable to me. <laughs> no, I listen. I watched that and I was like, I kind of got a smile on my face because I like just banal, like little things like that. You know, yeah. like that's relationship to me. <laughs> and then Dorit Dur- is in her like earnest era where she's like, PK. she's like, PK, you're going to be here to meet Eagle Woman, right? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that was, 
That is so classic housewives to immediately have a spiritual advisor come in with a code name of some sort. That was what was funny about this um, this seven minutes to me is that I felt like we had no context for where the group is at, except we desperately need a spiritual healing right off the bat. Yeah. And it's funny because as these women women are all uh, making their way to the you know desolation of Malibu, God forbid – it really does feel like Kyle is making it pretty clear she hasn't talked to anybody in months. Erica doesn't seem like she has a friend in the world. Like it <laughs> it didn't hit me until I was watching this clip that I'm like, oh yeah, like these women like don't really fuck with each other no. a lot. I mean, and I love the, I mean, I love thinking about the fact of how like Dorit you know, if this is her idea or production's idea, how do you go about finding Eagle Woman? Like, do you go to the in the like? Do you what? Do you, what's the Google search on spiritual advisor? How, how did Dorit was like an Instagram ad that popped up? Right, like we didn't we didn't kind of get the the back end work of like. Did she Google like Vision Quest? <laughs> like, it's, just, it's very like I'm curious. You know, ayahuasca. Yeah, um, I don't want to. I don't want to like get into the stuff that happens after this seven minute clip. But it is like, okay, like I, I, I guess we're back. I guess we're doing no. It. I mean, it was like it was weirdly kind of just back to normal. And the other thing in the seven minutes I thought was hysterical was the inclusion of Lisa Rinna's email yeah. to Bravo of like, thanks for the eight years, four exclamation points. I will not be renewing my contract, yeah, four I, exclamation points. I took a screenshot of that. And this is, so it's a reply to someone at NBC Universal. And it's uh, reply, subject line, one more. <laughs> I will not be renewing my contract and I will not be coming back to RHOBH. Thank you so much for eight years for exclamation points. Yeah. <laughs> All the best, Lisa. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if she was actually replying to like an at like an email from Universal Studios? Like, come ride the new Jurassic Park ride. And Lisa's like, I will not be coming back to, you know, she's just replying back to that to every email she gets. <laughs> right. It was like one more. And they're like, one more week of Fright Fest at Six Flags. <laughs> I will not be returning to real life. <laughs> Boss, should we forward this to NBC Universal? This is interesting, though, because the choice to show this email which I love also, the I love the inclusion of this email. Also, the email September tenth, twenty twenty two, at twelve thirteen a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. <laughs> she just got done with her night Instagram dancing, so that was she was like she fresh put, from that. She put Harry Hamlin to bed, and then she put on her readers, and <laughs> she's all full of Harry's Bolognese, ready to like rock. It is yeah. So I you like the inclusion of this, but the the mechanics of it are interesting because. The implication would seem to be that the person at NBC is reaching out to her about coming back for exactly. one more season, yeah. and she's turning down that offer. And I think it is an interesting choice from Bravo to essentially admit that she left by choice and not to – because a lot of the time when Housewives leave the show, it's like – They're re not renewed. Read between the lines. Yeah. Their contract wasn't picked up. They were fired. At, you know, It can go a lot of different ways. But I mean, they're they're kind of giving well, Rena the the benefit of the doubt here. This is interesting because this happened. Now I read that the Andy Cohen Daddy Diaries book, and it was literally there was a text exchange supposedly between Andy and Lisa, where Lisa said, "I think it's my time to go," and he said, "You know what? I think that might be the right idea." But it was a friendly exchange. So this email was sent, and then BravoCon happened. Remember, right? So she already knew she wasn't coming back at BravoCon when she took that stage. But then the other interesting part is she retracted that email and at that point bravo was like 
you know what? Actually, we're good. So that's the other mm. point that actually Andy has said is that she she did this, but yeah. then she tried to retract it. And at that point, they had like moved on. Right. It's like, uh, you know. But the door isn't shut all the way, they said, but they had moved on and they said, you know, I think it's best for both parties. So it is interesting. She did the first shot, but it's that kind of like boy who cried wolf. Like you got to really make sure you don't want to be back. Yeah, I do. I do think it's funny that they they don't. We don't hear Lisa's name in this clip. We just hear Erica say, my friend is gone. <laughs> my friend is gone. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It, the whole, like, Erica-Lisa dynamic duo thing never quite clicked for me. I'm like, I don't, okay, like, I guess they're getting along right now, but. I feel I like know. it's an, it was also an Instagram relationship and the fact that like we're two baddies, we're bad. Like that kind of like egging each other on kind of even in this last season, especially just being not miserable, but just the anger exuded from both parties. They really commiserated with each other in that way. And I felt that was such a negative vibe on top of like the negative negativity that kind of enters housewives on a regular basis already. It yeah. just kind of amped that up. And so I thought this back to basics kind of episode I mean, it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. Right. I think this season, a lot of us looking ahead to it have kind of just been like, yeah, I'm like, glad to have the ladies back. But also, <laughs> like, do we think that it's going to be particularly thrilling of a season? I don't have any indication that it would be, but perhaps I could be surprised. I always bring up sports things when I'm with you, Dylan, but I got to say, this is what, this is what my friends talk about when they're like, yeah, it's going to be another season. We're not going to do particularly good. We're not going to do particularly bad. We're just going to survive. And it's a building season. I don't know what this is going to be, but the other thing, interesting thing, like you said, that Kyle moment of, you know, you can tell she's not, I mean, Kyle's on her journey of self-discovery for a lot of different, you know, and that gets brought up at multiple times in this episode. I'm curious how those pieces fall into place with the other ladies and yeah. with her own personal life. Right. Kyle's on her, you know, am I single? Am I a lesbian? Journey. I, lo- I love getting inked. <laughs> Erica's on her hormone journey. Um, and, you know, like, I know two men can't talk about a woman's hormone journey, but it does. Con- <laughs> no, it just does confuse me. And I've, I've I've reached out and many women have reached out to me saying that, like, I'm trying to understand hormone therapy if there's a possibility because she's like, I want more women to know it. But she's not. It's like dropping your skincare routine. Drop the specific routine if it's going to make you look that amazing. Right. It's like Jennifer Lopez telling you that her secret is olive oil. It's like, OK, <laughs> yes. great. Am I Trader Joe's olive oil? Am I what bathing oil? in it? Like. I don't. <laughs> Where are you applying the olive oil? Because it's not. No, like, that's the thing. It's like, but I love Dorit immediately in those first seven minutes. Hormones. Like, oh. <laughs> Hormones. <laughs> I love that other. I love when they call it out. So then we don't look like the jerks. Right. Because that's I mean, I think that's been the whole thing with Kyle, too, is that it's like at this point we are in the we're in the like post backlash phase of Ozempic I feel like where it's like enough people have acknowledged that they're taking it that it's like you can't really be scandalized by as long as there's a supply for the people that actually need it for their A1C or whatever the commercials say as long as that's there then people should be able to take it if they want totally so it's like it's the kind of thing where now we are in the the phase of the discourse where it feels almost more problematic not to admit that you're taking it than to 
be open about it because like enough people are open. To, like when Dolores is like, yeah, I'm taking Ozempic. It's like, okay, who cares? Yeah. Well, imagine if it's like, I, I just, the, the cold, hard fear that they must get of like, what if I'm found out? Like, it's not like coming out was in the eighties or nineties. Like, I mean, this is not like, if this is your secret shame, find a better secret shame. This is right. not that horrible. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about Ozempic anymore. <laughs> I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I do want to talk about Salt Lake City because this week... Dude, Monica. Yeah, Monica was... She was very sweet. Take us behind the scenes though. What was the vibe? The vibe was good. You know, she it was her first... Uh, so she was on the yesterday, I guess, episode of the show. It was her first uh, press day that she's done for the show because they've kind of been like cycling in one Salt Lake housewife per week through the New York press, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was like one of her first real like interviews like that she's done. Well, was she nice to you? Behind, she was like so sweet. Okay. So, so sweet. I, I mean, I think a lot of the time like new housewives are just like ex- really excited to be. Yeah, that's what I hope. I mean, this? well, and also not excited in a like thirsty way, just like genuinely because yeah. there is something exciting think, about coming in and doing. I think stuff the thing like with the thing with Monica, and especially right now where we are in the season, is that 
there's some heavy shit that is going on. Like the stuff with her mom, I think is really real and really tough for her, both when it was happening during filming and kind of the, the waves of it that have been happening now as it's airing. Um, but also, I mean, on social media, she is just. Out Did you see her mom got into it blood. last night too? On she she tweeted oh, last God. night it, overnight. It's so bad. And Angie K is like, there's something with like a, her a fake last name or something. Like I don't. It just is a little bit like, <laughs> uh, uh, what are we doing here? But <laughs> there. Okay, are you are you up to date? The the story of Monica the apparently falling. falling down the stairs. She at. Angie's house. So she's been on Twitter. Uh, she said, Angie, you are a liar. Be just like you lied about meeting me once. You and I both know the kids were in your basement, you sick POS. Because Angie said that Monica was basically like fighting in front of her kids. Yeah. Uh, go get your house up to code and I'm sending you my <laughs> ER bill after falling down your basement stairs because you didn't have a railing. Almost hit your niece. You are the biggest freaking asshole. You know damn well what happened. I left your house with bumps, bloody and bruised. I should sue your ass for not having your home to code, you fuck. Uh, and let's talk about head injuries since I got one at your home on your <laughs> stairs and had to leave to get a freaking CAT scan. You are sick. And let's talk about how everyone called me after finding out I fell down your stairs and went to the ER except you and Lisa. Meredith even tried to send my family meals. Angie, shut the fuck up. After falling down Angie's stairs at Greek Easter because you you had no railing. This is a tweet with four photos of her. Yeah, like, the photos. She included very, photos. Very bruised leg. I The photos are a little much for me. She said, everyone's saying I left my mom? Yes. Yes, I did. And went straight to the hospital. And she knew I fell down the stairs. My convo with her on the couch was after the fall. Why was this staircase fall not, not in, part of the storyline? That's that's my big question. That's almost what I uh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about because I thought maybe you knew because I watched it a second time yesterday, thinking that I might have missed something. Yeah, because this seems genuinely exciting. How would you not capture a fall if you have cameras there, and then her coming back and then getting into the fight, which adds a little more context why she would even be more amped up. But this, I mean, falls are. I mean. Housewives in hospitals, that is like OG. Oh, that's Vicky Gunvalson flipping something in the desert. Like, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I So when I talked to Monica, it was the, it was like Tuesday during the day before the episode aired. And so none of this social media stuff had been happening yet. And I had watched the episode, but the fall is, you know, not included. And so I didn't know that that was a factor of it. She didn't bring it up. And so it is kind of strange. Like she's extremely heated about this on social media. And, you know, if she really, you know, injured her head and had all these bruises and went to the ER and got a CAT scan, like kind of understandably so. And it is, it's always interesting to see kind of like what does and doesn't make the cut. And I'm, it, it is kind of, it's but to not to even refer like, to it? Right. Like, okay, maybe if it was like the basement stairs, maybe they didn't have a camera there to like watch her fall. But it seems weird that she would be literally injured and then come back up the stairs and we would just not see any commotion. Like she's not holding a bag of ice. Like, yeah, I, I, I truly am confused about that. And it almost now made me want Monica to like fall down Carol Radswell stairs. <laughs> I want it like, you no, know, I mean, I did, I am confused about this. And then her mom tweeted this last night. LD millionaire is her Twitter account. God. 
Monica begged me to do this reality show with her. Begged. I didn't want to do it. She told me all I had to do was cook and speak Portuguese. How did she return the favor? She did me dirty. Meanwhile, I would never compete with my only child unless it's sports. I'm too smart to try to go up against Monica. She'd chew me up and spit me out. Lastly, I never abandoned her. I always put her needs above my own, even in her adulthood. I'm not a perfect human, but I am a devoted mother and vovo. God bless us, everyone. And then she hashtagged R-H-O-S-L-C. If your mom hashtags, hashtags a housewife show, that's not, that's it. I mean, this is even playing into that. All this mom should say is like, I'm staying out of this. I support my daughter, which she couldn't even do in the episode. Right. I, I mean, I think to a certain level, like, yeah, I'm sure Monica was like, hey, mom, I'm doing this show. It would be great if you could participate. That's, yes. Which is, you know, every Normal. person that's ever gotten cast on a reality show where their family's involved has had some variation of that conversation. But it is a little bit like, you know that we're watching the show. And Monica's mother does not seem like somebody who is, you know, really wishing that there wouldn't be conflict. Let's yeah. Say. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I mean the mom and especially when her eyes lit up at the end, like she, and she's talking to the guys and you know, when, uh, Angie said, Oh, you are just delightful. And she was like, I am like, she was getting off on this and not that I don't think Monica has her faults or issues, but I do tend to empathize, uh, with her. And especially in that mom situation, it's very yeah. frustrating to watch somebody get taken in by the lights, the cameras the other ladies the wealth of it all do you watch the bear yeah yeah definitely oh jamie lee curtis in the- <laughs> it's a little bit <laughs> that the christmas episode of J- jamie lee curtis if you haven't watched the bear first of all it's a great show i recommend it but it's like watching for the majority of the episode this woman be so kind of like you know outside of herself and just you know really f- fucked up honestly yeah and then there's that like moment where suddenly like things just clear up and she's like the most charismatic, the most <laughs> lovely version, like making sure, like telling the right joke, making sure everybody has a good time. And the moment in the episode when Monica went away and her mom just kind of like put on a show for everyone, it's like, that is, I mean, she sits down with the guys, you talking sports, what's going on guys? It's like, so out of left field, but also like, I feel like I know exactly who this woman is in a way that it's like, oh yeah, like there is some, some darkness. And you can see why Monica parts of her, why are the way they are. Right. And on top of when she and Angie are having their personal disagreement that Monica's mom is popping in her head and being like, Monica, stop. Monica, why are you doing this? Monica, like, let it go. Let it go. Be quiet. Don't do it here. Like, I, at the very least, I don't see how Monica could feel supported by her mother in that dynamic. Yeah. No, I mean, not, not at all. I, I, it was, but to me, that's the bizarreness that Salt Lake City uniquely brings to the housewives. I think it's just bizarre from top to bottom. I mean, this is actually a storyline that I think a lot of people can relate to in some way. So that's great. It gives us this foundation to be as weird as the Mary scenes are, but, um, I don't know. I, I'm curious where this goes. And it was very sad to hear Monica, you know, say on camera, like, sometimes I wish I did have another mom, which is a very intense to say, intense thing to say on camera. Yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> it's tough. And I mean, the tweets just don't. But <laughs> but I will say it brings you back to those Bravo blog days when the housewives would blog against each other. Oh, yeah. And it brings that kind of there is an element of. I'm not. 
There's an element of a more uh, a more put together Kelly Dodd in there. If that is like, there's like I'm just like smashing out calling names, and I'm like Angie K, you want this so badly, so you got it. Like you know these ladies are both I feel like fighting for their lives for a real place in this show. And Angie K over the last couple of episodes is finally like you know unfortunately it's because of her husband, but has that storyline has like she has the ball, and it's interesting to see. You know, the, her wanting this so badly is fascinating to me. It's not necessarily thirst, but it's wanting it, not necessarily fitting in. But even in the awkwardness, to me, I enjoy watching her. Like, mm-hmm. so I like everybody on this show right now. Right. Like, no, nothing has made Angie more thrilled than being able to claim she's being nailed to the cross like Jesus was. Exactly. A la Vicky Gunvalson. Yes, she has. <laughs> I know Christo, she's aware. Christo Sinesti, get the fuck out of my house. And I'm telling you, Angie, we're going to make you, we're going to, at BravoCon, we're going to do a 23andMe. I have a feeling you're actually not Greek. We're going to find out for sure. Oh, is this uh, is this the theory you have? I, there is a theory that I just started last night based on no proof okay. that I just think when somebody leans into that much into Greek culture, it's like me leaning, like being into a Swifty. Like, Dad, do I know every song? Do I know, like, put me to the test? I think Angie K might not be Greek. Let's put it out there. <laughs> I mean, she's like, I mean, Allegedly. Get, she's teaching us Greek words, even on the Twitter. She's like Greek word of the day. And I'm like, really? It is. It's it's funny because it's just like in a way like people should be proud of their cultures. Totally. I, you know, I'm very here for that. But also like in the context of this show, the fact that she's hitting it so hard, it's like. Who cares? Well, then, but it's now at an interesting point because she knows we're joking about it. So she's trying to be in on the joke, even though she's dead serious doing it. So she's trying to play both sides. And to me, that's inherently entertaining. Like, to me, this is where it gets meta and inception. Housewives can work on that level, too. It's like if, you know, you have this real storyline, but then if you have Angie and we're just all making fun of the Greek thing, I love those elements of Housewives. The so bad, it's good element. Like, to me, that's just horrible, but it's funny. Maybe at BravoCon, she should be wearing like a Greek flag dress or something. (laughs) You know she's going to wait. By the way, that's not even like a funny thing. She will do that. And you will be able to ask her in the press room. Like a crown of, like an olive crown or whatever. I love Greek Easter. And by the way, I do have a theory also that bunny rabbit in the beginning, I think that was Jen Shaw in the bunny costume. Mm. I you're just taking you, hmm. you think she got like a. She got a reprieve. Reprieve. Yeah, it was a Shawshank redemption. She got out. Oh my God. Yeah, I do. The whole like Monica, Jen, Angie, Lisa, the whole thing. It's like, I don't know if I particularly care that much about like who met who, how many times before they were filming the show. Like that, I think Angie and Lisa really like kind of like dragging Monica over her Jen Shaw connection. And it's like, you guys all were in the same grab bag of like Jen Shaw adjacent. You know, it's all ridiculous. And then, I feel like I'm buzzed every time I watch the show. The other thing I wanted, like, what is your t- take on the Heather Gay uh, interfering with Lisa Barlow and Jack going on the mission element of it? I think it's really complicated because I, I do understand, like, I have my own personal, you know, thoughts and feelings about the whole, you know, yeah, concept of, of missions and whatever. I think... It's tough because Lisa, of course, is going to take the side of her son. And, you know, for Lisa, obviously her, you know, she's Mormon 2.0. So it's not necessarily the most traditional. But like at the end of the day, she still is in the church and she's not going to be out here saying and doing and agreeing with things that would jeopardize that for her. But at the same time, like I, 
I really understand where Heather's coming from, but also I think it it maybe makes her look a little bit I don't know if petty is the right word, but that it's like she's trying to get Whitney to be like anti Jack going on the mission. And it's a little bit just like it's like And then when she brings it, but also she brings into it, well, you didn't read my book. I'm like, wait, wait, there's now now it's switching to the book. Like But I think also it's like if Heather has issues with the uh with the you know, system of the LDS missions, which I think are super justified issues. That's an issue with the LDS church and how they do things. Don't, it's not, it's not Jack Barlow's fault that missions are kind of fucked up. Well, it took Heather 40 plus years to get to this, where she is with the Mormon religion right now, which she does have valid points. But I also think it like kind of harbors on that thing with housewives, kids, where we always say, don't talk about the kids. We always say that as like a hard and fast rule, yet nobody follows the rule ever. (laughs) It seems like we always say it, but we never follow it. And I feel like it's like, wow, you are not, this is not, this is not your battle. And like even her calling her daughter and go, do you know Jack Barlow's going on his mission? He doesn't seem like a very religious kid. That right there, you're talking directly about this kid. That's, it has nothing to do with Lisa or your book at this point. And that to me was weird because I'm like, Heather, how often are you hanging out with Jack Barlow that you are actually, you know, are you getting into philosophical religious conversations with Jack? I mean, he is, he thinks the Book of Mormon is exciting enough to be a movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> He clearly is pretty into it. I just, I just, I don't, I, that was the only part where I'm like, is this storyline or is this real? And I, I, I listened to Heather Gay's book and I thought it was, it was good, but it also talks about like up and I feel like sometimes it's changing one, uh, one set of religious beliefs for another. Like, I feel like she traded in Mormonism for Bravo. Like I've no, I mean, like, like, and she worshiped, you know, God, Andy Cohen. And in a sense that was because this gave her the courage and like, kind of like put a spotlight on the things that she didn't like about the Mormon religion, which I think, uh, totally valid, but it is interesting in the book. I mean, this is fairly recent. So for her now to be the spokesman and come down on people that are going on their own journeys, I feel like that's a weird gray area. Right. I think one thing that just popped into my head is, um, a few years ago when Paris Hilton got on her like activism train about the schools. Oh yeah. Like those, the camping. The, yeah. yeah. Those like, you know, wilderness outbound, boot camp, yeah. whatever schools that she was sent to when she was a kid. It's like the, the route there is to like be an activist and work against the system itself, not to like go yell at individual people who are participating in the system. Yeah. And so I, I think for Heather, I would love to see, in the next year or two, her kind of like look at this from a little bit of a higher level and make that her, her mission. (laughs) And only time does that. Right. Like, I mean, like everybody is on their own journey and I just find it, I find it hysterical that she thinks Lisa would even come to her. I'm like, Lisa has not liked you. That was the, that was the whole storyline of the first season was Lisa didn't like you. You were upset that Lisa didn't like you, the college experience, all of that stuff for, so for you to all of a sudden be the expert, just because you wrote a book called bad Mormon about your experience, like their family works different than her family. I just find that she knows that too. Yeah. And also like just a couple weeks ago on the show, Lisa was mad at Heather for not giving her an olive branch last year when she decided to give Angie an olive branch this year. And it's like, Right. Because you guys aren't really friends, don't really like each other. It would have been disingenuous to pretend that you did. So then 
from Heather's perspective, it's like if you wouldn't have invited Lisa over to your house to like have a little bit of a, you know, kumbaya moment, why would she have talked to you about what her sons do? It just is like uh, from all <laughs> angles, it's like you guys don't have that kind of relationship. Yeah. Lisa doesn't want to hear you like talk shit about her. And you're choices. assuring that you're probably never going to have that type of relationship if this is the path you're going down. <sighs> that is why, to be honest, I'm thankful we have Angie and Monica this season because with this original foursome of Salt Lake, it does feel like there is only so much, you know, ground we can cover at this point that it's like, okay, like Meredith and Whitney, it's never really going to happen for them. Like Heather <laughs> and Lisa, it's never really going to happen for them. Like Mary and fish fillet sandwiches. It's never, I mean like there is, well, you're right. Like you, cause you don't, you don't want it to get to that point with Roni where it was like, okay, now we're just focused on Cy and Jessel for four more episodes. And it's like running out of that leg room. And also I find it interesting you know, Salt Lake City is not doing a BravoCon panel because they haven't filmed their reunion yet. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's interesting. So like, they're just priming these ladies. It's like caging these ladies because yeah. if they were to come out, especially after those, uh, the tweets and stuff from Monica, this thing would have popped off at BravoCon. Like it's primed for like a week and a half from now to be insane. And so I think it's really smart that they are, I mean, I would have loved to have seen a BravoCon panel, but they do have to save it for the reunion. What about instead of a panel, just like a Monica and Angie cage match? <laughs> like they should really do like a UFC at BravoCon activation. <laughs> the Greek stallion in this corner. Yeah. Like instead of like squash that beef, it's like <laughs> smash that beef. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean I would I would totally be down for that. It's, it'll be interesting though to see how they even interact in those spaces in Vegas. Yeah, I th I mean thinking back last year, obviously the Salt Lake panel was super explosive or whatever but also thinking like thinking about new jersey how they split the cast in two last year and just made them go on separate days it's like yeah like some of these people are not really like down to coexist peacefully oh, even you, for like a photo op well you see how real it is like that's what's exciting is that everybody always like oh the show's fake this is fake this is fake you get there and you see like i remember last week uh, last year that salt lake panel and then even the girls trip panel when heather gay was on there with tamra and tamra leaked that jen shaw was in the room uh, yeah. with it and you saw heather pissed on stage like you saw her face and been like you know that's not exactly what happened and i was i mean that was like it was chills yeah, it's it, it is you really like it's easy sometimes when you're just watching the show with kind of no additional stimuli to see it kind of like in a bubble and it's like oh no these people like really dislike each other. <laughs> I mean Jersey, you feel how much this will never be fixed. Yeah. Never. There will never it's like walking dead. Like nobody's going to like there's you're not going to fix the zombie problem. You're not going to fix the jersey problem. It's never going to happen and if it does, it'll happen for four episodes of peace and then it's like a wreck again. Well, Walking Dead, they just order four more spinoffs. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's the Teresa plan. Growing up Gorga. <laughs> oh, God help us all. Ugh, Ryan, it's always a pleasure to have you. No, I, I dude, studio. I love you so much. And I'm like, thank you for always having me back because I just truly love talking to about this and you and everybody. When you were on my show, I still am getting things of like, you guys have such good banter. So hopefully we didn't ruin it here. Well, I, I, don't, I don't feel like we did. I think we one more. We got one more. And by in the us, way, baby. you guys listening, Dylan is so good at this and i always tell him he's like ah whatever he is so mellow and low-key that it shocks me because i'm always like nervous and high strung and dylan always seems like yeah it's just a thing you know like you are like like the most humble dude here oh, thank you
Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to embarrass them every time I'm here now. <laughs> uh, well, you do a good job of it. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And listen to Ryan's podcast, So Bad It's Good, with yeah. Ryan Bailey, uh, a fellow Betches podcast, doing <laughs> great stuff every day. You talked to Captain Lee earlier this yeah. week? Oh, I didn't so, even know. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been we've been working on the Captain Lee for like years now. So I finally okay. got to talk to him. The you poor, wore him down. The, well, the poor guy. And then he didn't know how to work Riverside. So it was yeah. like, it was just audio, but it was so delightful. Once you get on Captain Lee's pace, like he's, you know, I'm like, if you slow it down, but he then I t- asked him about Carl and how he's doing. I was like, we have, really haven't seen him. He's like, I do talk to Carl a couple times a week. He's still on his path. You know, he said he's, you know, with the, I think he meant the drinking. Yeah. And uh, he was just saying like, he'll come out and talk about his story when he's ready. But he was saying he's, he's doing okay. Uh, but he's really excited about BravoCon, And he was, uh, and he was making fun of Tom Sandoval, which I always love. <laughs> so it was great. He's doing a one man show in Vegas called nightcap. Oh my God. On uh, Thursday. And it was like the stud of the high seas. Stud of the high seas. And he's like out there, one man show telling his stories, which I think is so kind of charming. He's like, you know, yeah. He seems like a good man. What a good man. Yeah, he really does. He's talking about the love of his wife. His wife, Marianne. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Ryan. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.